1: And welcome to just another MLS record-breaking Atlanta United podcast.
2: Record-breaking. We're
1: going to break all the records. We're going to shatter them. We don't care what they are. For the people, by well to other people. Yeah. As yeah. you know.
2: I'm just I'm a person. What's going on, Kelly? How you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. Um, as you just watched me for the past five minutes try to get as much hummus and uh, pita bread in my mouth. And then you're like, no, cool. We could start whenever, Kelly. We could just you eat. You eat. You make sure you eat first. Well, I just want
1: to make sure you're hydrated before the show, you know. Hydrated
2: uh, <laughs> and and full and ready to go yeah. for the for the full conversation we're about to Never have.
1: Never podcast on an empty stomach. Guys.
2: Wait, how are you? I didn't ask how you were. That's are. a pro
1: tip. I'm doing pretty well. Um, and by the way, I'm Jay Riddle.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm Kelly Francis. And we are. Well, you Robbie. guys should know that by now. <laughs> oh, we're unrelegated.
1: My have, have new listeners, so you never yeah. know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm doing okay. And uh, I know that uh, uh, you made it to the match yesterday. I
2: did. I did not get to make it to the match. So I was. Um, you were in the sports luck- section, right? Uh-uh. Mm. I, was, I was lucky enough to weasel my way Hanging in there. Hanging out with
1: yes. uh, Siempre United. Yeah. And, um, um,
2: Parcero Danny. Yeah. yeah. The
1: parceros. Mm-hmm. Yep. Parceros,
2: parceros. I uh, had a good time. I got covered in beer as is normal Mm -hmm. um but it seemed a bit more of a direct throw this go-around than it was like just a general misting i really felt like i was being targeted by beer and water um been there yeah Yeah.
1: i I remember when i had the orlando's not the south two pole Mm -hmm. and i turned around and people like oh a picture of florida target and just yep. i mean just cups upon cups were just coming at me hitting me all over the place so yeah it's just the name of the game yep um they're plastic so it's yeah. not a big deal
2: uh <laughs> <laughs> i love how we always find some way to bring in how much we hate orlando <laughs> and orlando hating podcast you're yeah. welcome
1: yeah and we'll, we'll talk a little more about that too because there were some things that happened that were interesting in terms of uh of, of orlando and um Orlando. But, I mean, one of the things... I didn't get to go to the match. I had something come up, but I uh, was able to watch it on uh, Univision. Yeah. And I had SAP on, which is the same English broadcasters as was the Twitter. The Twitter feed. Yeah, broadcast. it was interesting. Those guys drove me fucking crazy.
2: Yeah, they didn't sound... <clears throat> intriguing or something i'd want to listen to it for was very distracting
1: in the first half game. because they were constantly every few minutes uh the the color analyst would go but you know atlanta's still losing and i'm like i understand that thank you yeah, we can see I can the scoreboard, see the scoreboard yeah. uh, or you know the whatever man you know relax. and uh oh well atlanta's lucky to be uh going into this um one one yeah not losing and i'm like okay just settle down we we had more shots
2: yeah. <laughs> we, had, we have plenty more shots.
1: I mean, I know D.C. United played a good first half, but come on, don't act like we were yeah. being run over. Let's well, not know. be
2: crazy. Yeah, Settle
1: it. down. So, yeah, they were a little distracting, to say the least. And they kept reading off Twitter tweets oh, because they were-, they were on the Twitter feed. Really? So uh, after uh, something would happen... Okay,
2: Twitter is not the best place to get commentary. And they would keep going during the run of play. There were things happening.
1: No. Very distracting. Very distracting. Not a fan. (laughs) Uh, And I should have probably just kept it on uh, the Spanish language uh, and listened to that. It sucks you weren't
2: there, though, because it was... An amazing game.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about some of those things. But, yeah, I was a little disappointed I wasn't uh, able to be there. Um, but there's a lot that happened other than the match. We'll get into the match. There, are, There's a lot of team news and other soccer yes, stuff, guys. Yes, there is. Um, one of these well, things that sort of – I don't think it really got picked up probably because it's not, um, you know, verifiable. And right. It, it, I mean, well, no, it was picked up by Charles Bone. Yeah,
2: it was picked up by Charles. So, I mean, it's, it's verifiable in the fact that uh, – there's an offer the out there. Yes, yeah, so it. the player is talking about it. The player is in talks with a club of some sort, um, which we'll get into. And Jay, why don't you go ahead and let people know? Yeah, so that we're what we're about.
1: talking about is that according to some outlets in Europe and then also picked up by Charles Boma MLS and, and some others, uh, including Yoga Benito Medito, underscore USA on Twitter, that uh, Nicholas Benetti, I'm sorry, Benedetti uh, confirmed mm-hmm. that there is a quote unquote very good proposal from an MLS team and that he, uh, he plays for Deportivo Cali.
2: Yeah, and then one of the common theories is that the mystery bit came from Atlanta United. Now, he had been linked to Minnesota United last season, and they were trying to get him this season, but it ne- ended up like the talks never he's worked out. too expensive. Out. Yeah, he's really expensive. And and what is now being rumored is that uh, Atlanta United is courting him as an eventual replacement for Miguel Amaron once he departs.
1: So again, kind of tying into the whole, you know, when Miguel leaves, what happens? Does Barco uh, slot in? You know, um, Andrew isn't quite ready. So this would Lead people to believe that if it were true, which we have no idea, idea. um, it's purely speculation at this point that uh, we would have more of a one to one replacement for Miguel Almiron. So Mm -hmm. just interesting stuff there, I thought.
2: It is, yeah. Yeah. And I think if anything, I know that we had, we talked about the player being expensive, and we know that we're eventually going to have to replace somebody with Miguel Amarón, but I don't think that we're going to hold back on price now. Now that no, we, sort why, of made we, the jump we didn't for hold, back on, on Barco, yeah. we hold back on Barco, why are
1: we going to hold back on uh, bringing uh, exactly. uh, an experienced player in? Yeah, um, and from,
2: from everything that I've s- seen and read about him, I mean, they call him the poet. They say he's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's
1: played in uh, Le- Liberatorez. He's played in Super, uh, uh, Copa Su- Super Americana. Exactly, yeah. Um, He's an experienced player. He scores lots of goals. He He's has a lot of He was being
2: considered uh, being pulled up for the Columbia national team. Yeah. He's dude, really
1: good. The guy's dope. So uh, that would be something to keep our – Years to the floor, I guess. As it gets closer to the off season, yeah. I guess. Yeah.
2: Oh, when the crazy season really starts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because this would be a guy that if we pick him up, it would have to be in the summer transfer window, mm-hmm. which we know how much fun that was with, oh, with Barco, right? That, so or, I'm sorry, fun. Sorry, sorry, uh, not summer transfer, winter transfer window. Yeah. But we know how much fun that was with Barco and Independiente. Um, so and and just trying to get transfer deals out of South America it's in the middle of
2: their season,
1: right? So ah. Yeah. Uh, We'll see what happens. Um, I doubt it would be somebody... The timing that we would get before Miguel goes. Right. Because we'd be paying big name. We'd have to be a DP. Yeah. And we'd have to have a DP slot open. Yeah. So I don't think that could happen. Yeah. yeah. Other news, uh, guys, uh, Josh Wolfe and Clint Mathis were inducted in the Georgia Hall of Fame. Yeah, and
2: hey, Clint Mathis, he hammered the Golden Spike last night.
1: And that's why I brought it up. Very cool yeah. because uh, he, he joined uh, the supporters section, went up there and uh, hammered in the Golden Spike. So I thought that was pretty dope because he is sort of, um, uh, as Jason Longshaw reported, he's like the p- before Clint Dempsey, Clint Dempsey. The guy yeah. uh, was very technical, not afraid to try things. He is somebody that um, was playing on the U.S. men's national team when I First, as a kid, started to follow the uh, World Cup and things like that. Um, so he's a, a a player I was familiar with. I was less familiar with Josh Wolf, who is this electric forward. Um, I I don't remember him as a kid as much. I just remember Clint Mathis, and uh, at the time I didn't know he was from Georgia. Um, so very cool that they super were in, cool. inducted. Um, and uh, now we've got you know we got Andrew Carlton. Yeah, heck yeah we do? The, taking the reins in terms of that uh uh electric uh creative um frosted uh, player frosted player, miss. right?
2: Yeah. Um other good, other exciting news, and I, I almost like seeing this every time I see it. It's so exciting! But Bobby Boswell, our wonderful Bobby Boswell, who came to us at the uh, sort of mid-transfer window to the end of last season, he played uh, one game for us. Woo! Woo! But he's taking over MLS Match Day commentary and MLS Twitter commentary, and he is also now the color analyst for the Houston Dynamo.
1: Yeah, I got. To, I, I it was interesting. I was watching uh, last week um, a Houston match, and and I had no idea he was the commentator or color analyst now for Houston and very happy for him, tweeted that out. But then uh, that's not it. He's now... Getting some some uh, spotlight from MLS and yeah, he uh, did a
2: whole thing uh, yesterday with Bobby Warshaw on on Joseph Martinez.
1: Right, I know Matt Doyle was out, so I don't know if that has something to do with it. But I think I would I would I would be surprised if we see him on regularly. He was popping off those dad jokes when he took over the MLS Twitter account yesterday yeah. um, during all the MLS matches. Absolutely hilarious.
2: Nobody else does dad jokes like Bobby does.
1: We all said when he left that we really hope that he got into media and did something like that because he has a personality and he's he's. Smart as a whip um, I really enjoyed uh, Watching him Kind of go back And forth with Bobby Warshaw mm-hmm. um, Didn't always agree With Bobby on things And he's not afraid To speak his mind So I think that's awesome
2: Yeah and he didn't agree Yesterday when When they were talking About Joseph Martinez And sort of the record That he's on um, Bobby Boswell Stood behind him and Yeah he called him The
1: Venezuelan killer
2: The Venezuelan killer And they had that whole thing It was like Well Venezuelan assa- uh, assassin You're No like, he's like Shut no, your mouth No assassins You don't know are coming You know Joseph <laughs> you is coming He's coming. a killer Yeah, yeah. I it was a great a great um comment to make on that that front that like there's this whole thing of yeah he had
1: something different uh and i and i hope we see more of him on there so congratulations to bobby i wish him all the
2: best yeah now now let's get into to serious talk
1: oh my god serious
2: debatable you know (laughs) (laughs) words i can't think of right now raging raging Confrontational, well, we're talking about pro
1: referees. Manic. Is what we're saying. Yes. We're talking about, we're talking about pro referees. And the VAR debate. And VAR and MLS refereeing. That and, and, is
2: so inconsistent.
1: Yeah. We're not going to get into details. We didn't do a, a, a podcast last week, a typical podcast. Uh, and so we didn't go in and dive into Seattle. We're not going to do that, but we mm-hmm. will touch on some of those elements because uh, some of the things that were m- the most frustrating about the Seattle match last week, beyond, you know, you could say things about the play style and have right. disagreements about whether the, that's bad or good or whether they should be called out for those sorts of things or the coaching. What, what I want to focus on is uh, the refereeing in mm-hmm. that game, and there were a few things that happened, right? Escobar was called for a handball.
2: Right. Which, and I'm
1: sure we'll miss some things because there were so many things missed by the referee and other things that happened. There, I'm sure we'll not get to all of them, but... yeah,
2: there was, it it was one of the most craziest matches to be there seeing live and then when i went back so to rewatch it i had so many more opinions and the the first thing that i want to say is the the slowing down of um of play and how that was never carded which is something that if you give a player a warning once you shouldn't be Consistently giving them a warning over and over again on pace of play and slowing down the play clock. And so it's sort of interesting for me to go back because I thought most of it was Seattle. And then when I went back and rewatched the match, I figured out, oh my gosh, most of these problems with pace of play was due to the referees. The referee,
1: he thought it was his show. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Which was, is not
2: something that you ever want to see in MLS game. It shouldn't be about what the refs. Uh,
1: Pinto, or whatever his name is. Um, I don't, I don't something know. like that. Yeah, and, and it's not he, – he, he, along with um, – he's one of the most aggravating referees when I've seen him referee our matches. Penso, maybe it was Penso. I can't, yeah. Someone's going to kill us on this. But it was the most frustrating match, um, and he is just – Ladero. Huh?
2: No, Ladero is the player, but to- I'm not talking to- about the player. it starts with a t-
1: is Penso or Pento. Yeah. Um, in terms of the referee name. Either way, at, super aggravating and
2: I wiped him from my memory. <laughs> it's just like we don't even want to remember his I name. I don't even want to remember it at all. But yeah, there there's, there's this whole de- there was this whole debate about the Escobar handball which I don't, you know, we're all going to have our agreements or disagreements, but one thing that shouldn't be inconsistent is the way that referee's rule something like that on the pitch. So W- with with Escobar's handball, it was run of play. It was not called in run of play. The v- VAR took a long time to review that, and then eventually, they decided to take a look at it, and it was overturned. And the thing that w- gets our goat really, as Jay talked about a little earlier, was um what match was it that it was oh that it was called and then overturned?
1: Yeah. So what you're getting at is number one, um. I never thought it was a handball. It was he was turning his body away. It was not intentional. It was no deliberate act. And the word "deliberate" said like five or six times in this rule. By the way, this is not we're not making this up. It deflected
2: off his back and hit his wrist.
1: And and that's the other thing is the other angle is you don't see that it actually touches him somewhere else before it hits his arm. Either way, it's not a deliberate act. He's turning away. He didn't call it. If now, if he called it in the run of play, yes, I would have been fine with that.
2: Yeah, I same,
1: but. The fact that he didn't call it and he used video replay to then overturn it right. was absolutely absurd because, if anything, it's not clear and obvious, and I don't know what was happening there. And then the other thing is then then yesterday I was watching a match with New England and New York Red Bulls where uh, referee um, uh, Elfath – who I actually like. Um, yeah, he's one
2: of the better ones. Yeah.
1: He called a handball in the box. similar, Very similar to Escobar. The yes. guy was turning away. It happened super fast, and it hit his arm that was furthest away from the ball, and he called it, right? And it didn't look like... Right then and there, it didn't look like it was a, a clear handball. But VAR was used. Yeah. He looked at the replay, and he, he reversed it as uh, his own decision, um, saying that it was not a handball. And it was identical to Escobar. Right. So the... Inconsistency <laughs> between, between how handballs are called yeah. is absolutely stupid, and how VARs use it being used as, uh, and that one to me was more was actually very clear and obvious that it wasn't a handball, but more even more so than Escobar.
2: Yeah, let's get in this. This one so. is absolutely atrocious, in my opinion. It was them during the Columbus Orlando match last night. Um, I don't the the forward col- for Columbus Patrick Mullins um, he- headed a ball and then went down the penalty area trying to you know say that he got bumped or uh, you know got agitated he in dove. the penalty box. Yeah, it was a dive. It was a straight dive. You could tell it in all of the video reviews. Orlando uh, City Twitter actually re- uh, tweeted out a video of it last night. Just sort of like all an the angle angles. That's very it looks, clear. It looks
1: like. There was no contact, and if there was contact, it was super incidental, and you see stuff all the time in the box with corner kicks and other set pieces that don't get called that are
2: far worse than that. Yeah, it was way worse. This was the
1: softest... PK I've ever seen, and
2: what the the worst part about it is that Orlando was leading Columbus Crew two one. Uh, no, they were
1: controlling the game. Columbus yeah. was really struggling to get into the match, and this
2: is in the 86th minute. He calls this. This
1: was a chance for Orlando to finally, you know, get a win on the road and really, you know, really get some momentum going under their new coach um, O'Donnell. And 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 listen, we all know how we we don't have to say how we feel about Orlando, but give me a break, guys. Yeah, this this, kind this of ridiculous. Is ridiculous.
2: And what the worst part of this was is that it was so clear in video review well, when we saw thing. it. It was one thing uh, that, like, that it wasn't a penalty. They didn't even go to vid- they didn't video even review. Call,
1: so they call VAR on handballs situations, right. right? Right. But yet on this situation, there's no VAR. Mm-mm. There's no video replay. And so the call stands, and it's absurd. if anything, you'd think the the VAR would look at that and say, whoa.
0: Yeah,
2: let's this, take this back, This buddy. is
1: crazy. So let, why don't you go take another look at this? But we won't know because if he would have overturned it. Um, and by the way, can we just say this is how ridiculous this This referee's name uh, is uh, Pet Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia Pet Rescue. <laughs> oh now, my I, God. I know that's not how it's pronounced, but that's it's, how it's spelled it out. It looks
2: like Pet Rescue. It yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Someone needs to rescue his refereeing career because this guy is terrible. And And – I don't understand if, if referees don't get, uh, if it's not transparent. And, 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 and here's the thing. Howard Webb did come out after the Seattle match and say that the manhandling of McCann right. was something that was missed and it missed because of a video uh, angle that was not in play and blah, 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 blah. And they're going to look into it and try to avoid this in the future. However you feel about that play and how it was called, at least there's some effort to come out and say, we goofed up. We screwed up on this one. It should have been a penalty, right? Yeah, and that. What's going to be their excuse for this one? I don't know. I, am Matt I'm Doyle a, came out and said, "Oh, it was 80-20 possibly," and that's what put him enough off balance that that's why it wasn't clear and obvious. Which is ludicrous. It is ludicrous. Not the, not
2: the rapper, but the actual. Yes. Yeah, that it's is, lu, it is ludicrous. Ludicrous it's, it's and
1: pet rescue. <laughs> Check out their latest the album. album.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Two, okay, so. Well, well, I'm just gonna. Can't, why do you want to
1: call? Do you want to talk about the Joseph headbutt thing before we go on?
2: Yeah. Okay. So this Quote, is unquote, also headbutt. something uh, when I went back and rewatched the Seattle game, which is something I like to do whenever I'm really I see something in a uh, match in person. I'm very angry with it. I go back to rewatch it when I've sort of cooled down. Um, and there was this whole discussion about the Martinez headbutt uh, with the Seattle player. I can't remember his name right now, but. Um, a lot of people were saying it was a headbutt, all of these things, but you have to realize in, in the run of play, it he's he's going in a goal. He he gets confronted by the Seattle player. He obviously Marshall, re- right? Yeah, Marshall, thank you, Chad Marshall. He obviously reacted in a manner that he probably shouldn't have, but you also have to remember the dude's five, seven, Chad Marshall six. <laughs> Three, six, four. So anytime, and this is Joseph, something has actually done a couple times during matches is when he goes up to players and not really puts his face to the other face, but just because he's so short, puts his face to their chest and I guess says stuff to the chest. But I think, honestly, that's what this was. I don't think it was a, him trying to get his head to the other head. I think it was him trying to lean into this guy's chest and say something. And just the way the two players came together, it ended up being like this. And you can obviously tell that it was something that the pro referees and MLS didn't see as being uh, obviously red card worthy. I know that when we talk about this, that if you see this sometimes, it, it looks like a red card and it very honestly could have – been given a red card and i was sort of shocked that it wasn't but it also in my same i oh, see
1: when i watch you on twitter i never got the inclination that you felt that it could have been rewarded i mean a red card. I've,
2: I've seen things been red carded yeah. that are that are less um sort of contradictory than this but or even more either way i didn't think it was a head but i i thought that oh they're getting into an argument they're getting into a spat i didn't think it was a headbutt at all there's there's, a, there's many ways to look at what, what happened. So, in my opinion, it wasn't a red card. And I can obviously tell that, that the pro referees and MLS thought the same because we would have seen some sort of disciplinary action. Unless, and what other people are saying is that they don't want to miss it, admit that they messed up twice. But, I, honestly, it, if Chad Marshall would have reacted in some sort of way that he felt like he was touched, it would have been a red card immediately.
1: Possibly, yeah. Fell over. And, and, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I think... Um you know, if again, it's about consistency for me, and and I know that there are some that said, "Well, it's just his hair that touched his chin." That was not quite it. His no, his, his head, head made contact with yeah. Marshall's face. Yes, and that is a red card according to the rules. And if pro re- referees are going to be consistent, then they should call that. Now, is that something that now I don't know enough about what's re- uh, can be is egregious enough to be retroactively punished. Right. So when he didn't get punishment, I was like, okay, well, you know, uh, I guess that may make sense. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it was egregious enough to, to get like a three match ban or anything like that. But no. I, I was surprised that it wasn't called as a red card when he's calling the handball for Escobar. So it's just, it's like, where's the consistency. If you're going to call that stuff, call it or mm-hmm. don't call it at all. But stay consistent, and I think that's the most aggravating thing in MLS is the lack of consistency. And by the way, I was throwing Penso shade uh, unnecessarily, poor Penso, because it was Toledo.
2: Toledo, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I knew sh- it
2: started with a T. It
1: was Toledo that uh, that was a referee in that match. and, and, and clearly
2: don't like Penso also. And, no,
1: Penso's okay. I mean— <laughs> he he's all right the guy's all right but toledo is who i was meant to be yeah. taught who i was referring to uh when i was uh, saying pencil incorrectly so toledo is the guy i was referring to i'm not a to- fan of him
2: toledo ladero we got mad with a lot of <laughs> well and then his name is
1: game. uh baldomero you know and then his <laughs> nickname's baldo
2: because yeah Bal- baldo howard
1: webb called him baldo
2: oh that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> baldo okay.
1: and pet rescue
2: Pet Rescue and These Baldo. referee names. Oh, my gosh. What in the world, guys? But, hey, back to that Orlando game, there's something I want to bring up, which you actually pointed out to me and I think was really kind of fascinating. Uh, the goal, what's probably going to end up being the goal of the week was Will Trapp's tito S game-winning rocket at the end of the or- Orlando it the match. Goal.
1: It was the winner. It was, like, right in the 93rd minute, like, yeah. right at the la- end, last remaining seconds of the match. Yes. Will Trapp. Like 35 yards out, yep. just steps up and shoots a rocket into yep. the top right corner past Bendick.
2: Yep. And it and, and when you look at it, I on because I tweeted it back out, I was like, it looks very eerily familiar to Tito's goal. And you brought something up to me which I didn't even put two and two together.
1: Well, thank you, Jimmy Vance, for this information, right. by the way. He's the one that found this out.
2: Thank you, Jimmy, because Tito's rocket, his game winning rocket of a, a winner shot, rocket, I can't even Against Bendick, against, against Bendic, Orlando. Against Orlando, that one goal of the year was July 21st, 2017. Will Trapp's goal that might also win against Orlando for goal of the year, July 21st, 2018. Well, it's going to get goal of the
1: week, I think, for sure. And yeah, it's on the same day
2: Isn't that a insane? year ago.
1: And so, guys. Same day. Atlanta United fan, you have got to vote this in as goal I mean, of the week.
2: If anything, it's I don't basically care if one a ghost of Joseph's of Tito's goals show. up for
1: grabs. Forget it. He broke the record. He doesn't need goal of the week. This is goal of the week. This is amazing. It was a yeah. rocket. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And maybe it, can you imagine if this wins goal of the year? Oh
2: my god, that'd be hilarious. Oh
1: my god. Oh great and
2: if it goes up for goal of the year you know we'll be voting <laughs> for it
1: yeah if you haven't seen it go check out clips they're all over twitter gifts are being tweeted out i'm sure you've seen it um and uh, or go check out on youtube or on mls.com uh, the match highlights because it it's a phenomenal goal uh will Trapp is a uh local hero in columbus he's a home <laughs> i think he's a homegrown guy he is i think yeah i think
2: he is a guy. Uh, yeah. so
1: yeah very very special moment for them and orlando gets screwed by pro referees and will trap so yep Yeah.
2: Yep, yep, yep. But hey, let's move on to like more exciting stuff, like the (laughs) the game we just won last night. I'm so excited. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The biggest news of the day. Well, I mean, there's actually two big news. Shit. Okay. A
1: lot of things happen. A a lot lot of things things
2: happen. happen. All right. The first starting big thing of the day was when the lineup came out and we saw a young Andrew Carlton a homegrown kid getting his first MLS start—that was insane and exciting—and I was for it. And I remember I was in the gulch and I hadn't even looked at the lineup. And I'm standing right there next to Kevin from Home Before Dark, and I pull up, I pull up the uh, roster, and it it has his name there, and I go, oh, holy, beep. Actually, I don't I mean I actually say shit. I, don't know <laughs> I love how saying. you're censoring yourself. All but basically, sudden, it's honestly. like, holy shit. What the hell? And then, of course, everything else surrounding that conversation gets started. But let's, let's talk about Andrew Carlton starting.
1: So the Frosted Orange comes in a historic day. A number of things, right? You've got Assad coming in oh, so. uh, to play. He's shaking the hands of every single Atlanta United player waiting, in the, tunnel waiting in the tunnel as the bus arrives and as they come out. Um, and then you have uh, Rooney, who is starting uh, his second match, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, big name signing coming in, you know, big obviously the soccer big story, legend. right? Yeah. Even though yeah. for me, it's Assad coming back again, you know, to, for us, I think it's yeah, Atlanta for us it's yeah. And then you have finding out very short uh, notice uh, beforehand that quote unquote, there's been a coach's decision to leave Barco off uh the bus he didn't even come or travel didn't with the come, team yep and then boom 10 minutes 15 minutes later you have the lineup graphic with andrew carlton starting in place of barco mm-hmm. so that's a huge moment because this is his first start yeah in an mls match
2: man so when i was standing there um I, I went and got a drink and we were walking around going to our seats me and kevin and then we immediately had to run out to wherever we could go see the uh because at the beginning of the games, they obviously do the lineup with right, the banners the coming down. Right, the graphics
1: on the halo board of each player. So
2: I made sure to go out there right when they dropped Andrew's banner down, and the place, like, went insane. It was such a wonderful thing to see. I mean, they they said, you know, Powder Springs, Georgia, Andrew Carlton, and the place erupted. It was insane.
1: All I imagine is all those Muppets and Rooney jerseys just doing golf claps.
2: Yep. Just soft little you pedal claps. fucking Muppets. Soft little pedal claps. <laughs> As they
1: chant "Man, glory, glory, Man United in the supporters section. Like, you know, this is some kind of exhibition game against Manchester United. Yeah. No. What a joke. I hope you guys enjoyed watching Rooney. Uh, I didn't
2: know they did that. Did they do that do the game? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was being tweeted out by Resurgence. By Resurgence that, uh, no, these were Atlanta United fans wearing what? Rooney jerseys. All over the place, and then some of them were chanting Man, uh, "Glory Glory Man United" in the supporters section. Yeah, just a bunch of bros. Uh, like if That's if, if cool Atlanta guys. United was playing Manchester United in an exhibition match yeah, or I something, get that. whatever. Wear your favorite jersey, right? But I did a PSA on Twitter. Uh, here's the news, guys: Rooney is playing for the bad guys. Yep. One of our, I would say, a rival who kicked our ass last year three they, times. Yes, they did. Okay, DC United. All right. This is not That's the time the whole raccoon witch to wear, thing came up. If, and if you're going to number one, don't wear your Rooney jersey, in my opinion. Number two, if you want to wear your Rooney jersey, don't chant glory, glory, man united. What are you doing? That's
2: just basically cheering on Rooney. Yeah. OK. I had no idea this happened.
1: I hope they enjoyed it when uh, the first goal was led primarily by a awful shit pass by Rooney. Right. That was intercepted. That led to the first goal for Atlanta United. Mm-hmm. So I hope the Rooney uh, lovers out there with your jerseys enjoyed that play. They
2: they ate their words and then at that enjoyed
1: moment. his his series of trash plays and complete uh, anonymity during the remainder of the game until he was benched. Um, and by the way, how did you feel wearing a Rooney jersey when he straight up like tried to almost elbow LGP?
2: I actually didn't and see and got this. a
1: yellow card. Yeah, like I- just straight up like. Just petulant, like a petulant child. Like, how did that make you feel wearing that Rooney jersey? Did you feel awesome? Did it make you feel – did you cheer on Rooney? I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking. If you're listening, I want to know. Send me a tweet. Let me know why you wear, wore a Rooney jersey and how you felt when uh, your team at Land United – when Rooney, you know, straight up, you know, basically got into LGP's face and, and uh, what I thought if it was on the verge of getting a red card at, at, at that point. And just a quick correction I meant Escobar, not LGP. It was Escobar that Rooney was just like all over uh, being penchant with. So I, I don't know why I said LGP. I guess my head's still spinning from all these uh, hat tricks going on.
2: I, I haven't seen a replay yeah. of this, so I would need to go back and watch it. But uh, I, I knew that he got a yellow card. I just, because I, I mean, it's a war section, I can't see stuff. I, Really? Yeah. Ever? Um, so that's something I need it's, to go back and watch. And, I didn't know that happened. And
1: don't even come at me with, well, people wear Assad jersey. Assad scored the first goal yeah. in the history of our team. Assad played for Atlanta United. Assad isn't a fucking dickhead. Like no, Rooney. And
2: like, we all want Assad <laughs> back. So don't even <laughs> like give me, me that shit.
1: I just don't get it. I'm a, uh, I disagree with it. And uh, I think it's just poor taste. And I put a tweet out. I said, you have, you have Carlton. Homegrown from Atlanta, starting Fort Atlanta United, and you're all out there in a Rooney jersey. On his, on his debut day, the player that he's playing against. And
2: Fucking they even bullshit. they even said after the match they they asked Andrew like were you excited to play against Rooney? He was like yeah it was cool but I was actually more excited to play with Durkin like, yeah, his, yeah his his uh,
1: U.S. Men's National yeah. teammate yeah uh, from the U19s and stuff yeah. So, yeah, either way, that's my rant. Um, okay. Let's talk about some fun stuff, which is goals.
2: Yeah, we can talk about goals. Um, so, I mean, as you all know now, Joseph Martinez has uh, earned himself another little hat to put on the shelf. That's six now. Uh,
1: Dude's got all the hats. For
2: his, for his career in MLS, that's stupid uh one third of his goals this year have been headers which is also crazy <laughs> we when tweeted you think about out it.
1: a picture from our account where he is literally like 12 feet in the air above I seattle players I, how does he
2: week. get like he, we i do
1: we talk about it but when you see the pictures it's
2: insane And by the way
1: thank you dave w, uh dave uh w photography yeah yeah uh we
2: get some amazing dave photos of thank him. you yeah thank yeah
1: for that photo because that was the bomb um, also, uh, the MLS record, guys, for most goals in a single season is 27. Yeah. Joseph has only 12 games left. He just needs to score six to get to, to beat be- the record. To beat the record. Five yep. to tie. Yep. He's averaging almost a goal per game. He's on pace for 34 goals, which is seven more than the record.
2: And let's also talk about some of the kind of just fun, run exciting- down. We're going to give
1: you all the stats. We're going to give you
2: all of them. So all Joseph- the stats. <laughs> Joseph Martinez in the 2018 season is 22 games, 22 goals, three assists, three hat tricks, 58 shots, 37 shots on target. That's insane.
1: Now that 22nd goal is that it's got to be a U.S. Open Cup match, right? Something like that because yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's. He has 21 MLS regular season goals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Either way, insanity. He's uh, had
2: eight goals in his last five games, <laughs> and he scored in each of those five games.
1: Yep. So that that's just it's it's crazy. It, out of 42 games in his entire career, okay, he started 39 times, 41 goals.
2: Guys, you also have to remember, he was out for three months I know. last year. Like, this is insane. This 125 is insane.
1: shots in his career, 69 shots on target. And nice. obviously- noise,
2: noise, <laughs> nice. And obviously we know this, the six hat tricks. Yeah. But now this is one of the things that I thought was like the coolest thing.
1: Yeah. And this is, uh, guys, you can get some great stats from Yoga uh, underscore Bonita. Or sorry, Yoga Bonito underscore USA on Twitter. He's got mm-hmm. a lot of great gifts, but he also puts out some really interesting Amazing statistics. facts.
2: So Joseph Martinez has now scored more hat tricks in his MLS career than 10 MLS teams. In addition to setting... The new record for an individual player. Let's just go down the list here. So Joseph <laughs> so Martinez <stupid. laughs> at six hat tricks, Toronto at five, Real Salt Lake at five, Min- uh, Montreal at four, Vancouver at three, Philly at three, NYCFC at two, or Lolando at two.
1: LAFC won, Minnesota won and for some reason he put Portland in there at <laughs> zero. zero. I don't know why he did that, but uh oh, <laughs> Okay, wow. Portland. So yeah, pretty crazy. Um you know the for if for me to to sum up this match, I think we could if you want to nitpick and you could go into the fact that it wasn't our greatest game. We had a, a number of giveaways in our own half. Um DC United played that 4-1-4-1. I think they outplayed us the first 20 minutes of the match. You I saw would agree. that with their goal, uh, caught us on the back heel on a counter. Areola is just very, very dangerous. Yeah. Um, he got that brace uh, in their debut at Audi Field. And I I was nervous about this match. I felt until Joseph got his third uh, goal that they could come back at any moment. Oh, for sure. Um, Goose uh, had to make a huge save in like the 46th It was a point-blank save, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a huge
2: save. It could have That could have made that... Two one at the time and yeah, I but mean, at, but at the same time there were a number of chances that
1: you think could go, have gone the other way that we could have gotten in. Joseph got the uh, a breakaway, he did, and, and in the keeper... first half, uh, yeah.
2: Miggy had an an unbel- un- unbelievable amount of shots that night. Yeah, unfortunately, most of them were over the bar. <laughs> yeah, I made
1: a joke. I said uh, something like, "It's the year twenty twenty one, and uh, Miggy still hasn't scored a goal from outside one foot in front of the goal." <laughs> oh, <laughs> because he was like there was so many that were going over, so many skied over the bar and he's got to do better on those come on miggy i know it's right on the 18 yard box you got to put that in the top corner or something but either way miggy's still creating a lot of chances even though it wasn't his greatest game andrew
2: carlton had a good 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 game
1: andrew had had a good performance um we saw that
2: uh he got a lot of space he made he, a lot of space for himself, he which did. is very he, wasn't, he didn't have the
1: ball a lot, but when he did, he was always asking for it. He asked for it. Like, Miggy was running across the 18-yard box. He was begging for the ball. Miggy should have given it to him earlier. He mm-hmm. ended up backhealing it to him, and that's when Andrew took that shot that was just directly at the keeper. Yeah. Um, but that was great to see yeah. him take that shot. Also, the play where he, uh, uh, Joseph backhealed it to Andrew Carlton. Andrew was all the way on the right side and then uh, made some space with the little play of the ball with, uh, for himself and uh, the D.C. United player, for some reason, I guess, just jogging back at Andrew, yeah. had plenty of time put in a this wonderful— This kid
2: doesn't know what yeah, he's doing. put
1: in a wonderful cross, which he's was— He's from
2: Georgia. <laughs>
1: which was just slightly deflected to Joseph, who could head it into the back yeah. post. So there were—there uh, was a—, there was a There were so many good things to talk about. I don't really want to focus on negative things. The positive for me is that even when we weren't playing our best, I feel like we still could have scored another couple goals. Oh, for sure. Uh, It could have been 5-1. Yeah. Maybe they could have had another one in the back of the net. It could have been like 5-2. Either way, uh, D.C. United is improving
2: Oh, for, yeah, no, absolutely. I think
1: they could definitely make a playoff run with the they are. or 14 home matches. Absolutely. I think um, Rooney
2: is a good combination for them. And I think, honestly, yeah. they are going to make the playoffs. Especially
1: this year. if Assad keeps on form like he has. Oh, Assad. Um, Love of uh, my life. I was just very good of us to finally get uh, a uh, win at home. And apparently, Mike Conti tweeted out some interesting stats. He said that uh, we've never won loss back to back. Right. So, but the other thing I came back at him, I said, it'd be nice to win at home back to back.
2: Right, which is what we, we also the, have not done this yeah. year. Can we
1: get some of that yeah, coming? Yeah, let's get you know? some of that. Yeah, yeah let's,
2: let's bring that in a little. Um, is there anything else that stood out
1: for you, though, that, I mean, um, in that match or, or just in, in general?
2: Surrounding the match? Or just in, in, just
1: in the game before we in go the, into... In the game before we go yeah, into that yeah, topic, yeah. that
2: topic we all know that yeah. we're going to get into that topic of. No, I thought, I thought it was a really good match. I thought I thought D.C. were very, very strong in the first half, especially within the first 25 minutes of that game. I remember watching, and um, I was sitting next to all the boys, and I was like, oh, oh wait, oh, God. Um, because, you know, they're coming at you. It's one of those things that you watch, and they're really very good in combination play. Um, I didn't think Tito had his best match. Um, he was sort of whiffing a few crosses that didn't he really go anywhere. was
1: really frustrating to see. He kept... Hitting these weird balls that looked like they were—he was caught between a mind of shooting and passing—and they would go over the goal, like to the back post and over the goal. And he had like three of those.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I mean, I know he
1: had the cross that led to the first goal, but yeah. um, Other than that, he was anonymous.
2: Yeah. Let's let's also talk. We forgot to completely mention this at all, and this is actually a huge thing. And um, I didn't get to see a lot of it because I was a few drinks in, and I don't remember it. But Rometty started.
0: Yes.
2: How could we forget that? Yeah. This we almost dude, forgot
1: that. Yeah, he came in late in the game. There's like, so
2: much stuff going on, we almost forgot I that. I know.
1: He played like 20, 25 minutes, and uh, he looked solid. Um, he was fouled like six or seven times, it felt like, within that 20-minute But I remember span. you said they
2: had a great control of the ball.
1: Yeah, he reminded me of Nagby in a lot of the ways, where he, he would get the ball, and where a lot of our guys were giving the ball away mm-hmm. uh, due to pressure from D.C., Uh, We would get the ball back in our own half but immediately give it away again. And um, Rometty didn't have that problem. Rometty would get the ball, hold on to it, and when guys would get very close to him, and he would get fouled. He'd get fouled or he'd get rid of the ball and and be able to pass it uh, well. His passing was good. He even got up front and uh, uh, joined the attack one or two times. i got
2: to rewatch this. As
1: well. And towards the end, at that point, we were winning. Right. Uh, by two goals so I think a lot of people were just like okay let's just see if we can hold out the game Um, and uh, he's he even though he's so short in stature he's got that lower center of gravity Mm -hmm. people can't It's hard to knock somebody off. You can't get the ball from him. No. So, I mean, it's just a little bit of a sampling size. You know, who knows how he'll do overall, but I doesn't – for me, it looks like he's fit, and it looks like he is not going to have any problem adapting to MLS at all, which is huge because what we started to see here, whether by – Circumstance or whatever is yeah. that there was some rotation yeah. in this game, and I think that I could see uh, Remedy slotting in nicely in Larry's role mm-hmm. um, You know, as either uh, a, a starting replacement for Larry – um, but he also showed attacking acumen, where maybe he could slot in as a as a sub for Gressel or even start for Gressel. I would be surprised if he started, but I'd be more interested to see him starting in that number six role or coming in as a replacement pairing with Kratz. Yeah, uh, he did. He did well.
2: You know what really excites me about all of this, is, especially when we have to see something like this because of circumstances rotation. But that just shows and proves again to the the league that our we're. We have insane depth.
1: It's such a huge difference from last season. Oh yeah, that was the thing we struggled with. Was, the was depth as was Tata likes to stick with his starters, right? Now we're seeing that he has more confidence in other players outside of the, quote-unquote, usual starters. So we should see more rotation. Yeah. And we don't have the compact schedule like, like we had last season or like D.C. Had, right. United has. Right, where it's has. like So we shouldn't suffer game. from the fatigue and the other right. things or the injuries, um, and this, uh, this, knock on wood, that we yeah. had last season. So
2: this sort of – this idea actually – Leads well into one I, what I think was one of the most interesting comments of the night is that when in discussion about Barco, Tata, Tata said that Barco's going to have to earn his place back yeah. onto the team. Yeah. And, and I think, if anything, that just shows that we've got depth and, and that you know we were able to pull out Andrew Tata and, plan. yeah. He
1: yeah. Uh, they said— uh, I don't
2: know what happened, and obviously it was uh, a judgment by the team. To to give the two two week suspension correct
1: right and and we're using the word suspension because that's what it is but yeah. it's not a league suspension it's it's the team, it's team disciplinary, disciplinary whatever blah yeah. blah blah same thing uh so he's gonna be out for the next game for Montreal um and so I would guess that we'll see Andrew again after his performance um yeah uh again against um uh. DC United so
2: yeah it,
1: it's tough because you you have a 19 year old he I don't know how much family he has visiting back and forth because they don't have work visas so they can't just hang out
2: right like full-time wife yeah
1: um and uh, so I don't know you know he's a young kid disciplinary issues happen all the time right what I li- would have liked to see is the team be more transparent about it from the get-go right. uh, because it caused confusion and mm-hmm. then around the term suspension versus not suspension, and it's just a bunch of bullshit. It's a suspension. I understand. It's, we all know like, it's the – the, the coach or whatever the team mm-hmm. suspending him. it's not like the league is doing it because of some sort of issue off the field or drugs or whatever right. stuff like that it was a coach's decision but at least just be transparent from the get go I don't know if they were trying to protect Andrew Carlton uh, you know his de- debut trying to not make noise but the problem is it created a vacuum of people trying to figure out what's going on yeah. and it created more conversation yeah. and it backfired and I said that it came off kind of like amateur hour to me and you know I thought that it could have been dealt with better am I freaking out about it? do I think it's a huge deal no, but it's important that the team, uh, you know, be, be up front with these things yeah. because I think that at any other player... It definitely
2: created a vacuum for me because yeah. I saw the starting lineup and I saw Carlton and I didn't see Barker on the bench at all and I was yeah. so confused. I 19, actually called you. Years I was like, what's going
1: on? He's 19 years old. He's an adult. He's a professional soccer player. I don't think they're trying to would be trying to protect them I think that protect him I think that's kind of silly because Tata just came out immediately in the press afterwards and said it was a disciplinary issue and it was a non-soccer related issue yeah. that that's the reason that he that he did it so do we need to know why exactly no it's none of our business but it is our business to know that there was a disciplinary issue on the forefront
2: right before the game before the game we have to
1: wait until Tata does something that's all I'm saying um so, I think Andrew played well enough to 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 earn himself back a starting position back in Montreal oh, he, he
2: is going to be a starter again. i think
1: he if he after this game, maybe he'll grow into it even better. Yeah. Um, I think there's still a lot of room for improvement, but he's young, and it's good that he's getting those minutes he got yeah. like sixty five minutes. Yeah, uh, and then they brought in Vasquez. It just builds
2: confidence, and confidence yeah. builds builds they, comfortability on the ball. They
1: brought in Vasquez, and at first I was like, "Oh, what are you doing? Let's see more of Andrew." But then I saw how Vasquez was playing defensively, mm-hmm. uh, and he did a phenomenal job because well. we were on uh, the back foot a couple times, and he did a great job getting back. You know, having to get his body in there, get physical with some of those guys on that wing and and play some really good defense. And so I think uh, after yep, seeing that, I was like, OK, I can see what's going on here. Yeah. We're up. We're winning. Give Vasquez some minutes. Let's build, rebuild some of his confidence. Uh, we're already winning the game. I would have been surprised if like we were down or something. If Vasquez came in, I would have been pulling out my hair. But, <sighs> you know, give the guy some some more minutes. He did play Okay. He did play better for Atlanta United two a couple of weeks ago. So right. he's obviously earned that place back for, for Tata and they're trying to build his confidence again.
2: Yeah, just once again, that just shows depth. Yeah. That we're pulling out Brandon and we're pulling out Andrew and and, and we still have so much more depth to go. I just I it makes me excited. It makes me excited. But let let's let's move on. Yeah,
1: one of the last things I just want to talk about very briefly is when you mentioned earlier about Bobby, uh, Bobby Warshaw, we had the two Bobby's said that uh, and what we're referring to in Bobby um, uh, uh, Boswell Boswell (laughs) was saying, you know, the whole conversation around the Venezuelan killer was started because there was a question posed to both of them as to whether Joseph was in the conversation. Among, is it too early to bring him into the conversation among yes. who's the best in MLS, right? Yes. Among the David Villas, the Bradley Wright-Phillips, the right. the, the, Donavans, the whatever. And uh, Bobby Boswell said, yeah, he's a Venezuelan killer. He's, he, he deserves to be in the conversation. Bobby Warshaw was kind of on the fence saying, I don't know if he's quite there yet. And I want to pose a question to everybody. What do, will it take for him to be in the conversation. And then I put out uh, sort of a faux stats, right, that will it take him scoring 100 goals in 101 games? Will it, you know, keeping pace, will it take, uh, you know, basically scoring 12 hat tricks in 84 games? What is going to be the litmus test for him to be in this conversation? So I think
2: that the argument that Bobby Warshaw was saying is that there's such a, a limited sample size of this to bring him into that conversation. But I think that's kind of, to me, is the biggest point that no he's hold beating on. all the records hold on. hold on that's the point of this and that's sort of why that comment's ridiculous because yeah it's a limited sample size but he's done more in that limited sample size than the rest of the when strikers have it, done
1: career records when you're scoring more hat tricks than Landon Donovan scored uh he scored four in like 300 games when you're score when you're breaking these records of people's yes, career records exactly. that had 15 years in the 10 15 years in the yeah, league
2: it should be in the, con- he and should you're be in the conversation should be doing it in two years
1: I'm yeah. sorry you're in the you're in the, the conversation. yeah. And, but it's just, it's hilarious to me the reluctance of these old school MLS guys because of the players that they grew up with and the players that they've been watching the last five or ten years Right. that Joseph's coming in and just crushing their stats. Right. And that's the only thing to me is that it's just a reluctance to say that, that these guys that Is it they, like
2: being butthurt?
1: Yeah, you're a little butthurt. Like that these guys they love watching for so many years that no way could some yeah. guy come in and just play 42 games.
2: It's ga- only two seasons. 42 like games. Yeah, and he didn't it. even
1: play the full two seasons and that's yeah, exactly, exactly our point you know that's
2: exactly the point it's, he hasn't and he's still crushing all of your records yeah
1: so i'm saying get over it uh we'd be interested to hear your arguments tweet at us yeah, let, let us, us know, know what your thoughts are is he does does joseph belong in the conversation we'd like to know your thoughts on why or why not
2: yeah Yo, but where are we at? Where are we at, yo? Where are we at, yo? <laughs>
1: let's like, get into let's it. Let's get it, yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: All right, so Eastern Conference, we are still number one.
1: Unuro, un- nu- okay. un- uno, <laughs> uno, okay, uno,
2: uno. Unruh-num-o. Holy Toledo. <laughs> sorry, Pencil. Bald Toledo. Still, I'm still sorry. <laughs> Baldy, Baldo. Baldo. All right. So Atlanta United is obviously first, uh, leading the Eastern Conference with 44 points. And we've got a very close uh, NYC FC behind us with 40. Uh, New York Red Bulls at 38. Columbus is at 33. And then Montreal Impact, who we will be playing next weekend, is at 28.
1: Yeah, what's interesting is if Orlando had won that game, deservedly so, yep. uh, against Columbus. Columbus it would yes. have really closed the gap and started to make this an interesting race um, Yeah, because
2: when you look at it like there once you get down to uh, the fifth through the ninth they're all pretty close in points new england's
1: dropping like a stone philly's been playing pretty consistently the impact have started to improve uh dc united may very well climb the ladder with how many games in hand they have as well as their home uh uh, uh, schedule right Uh, they may climb into that fifth or sixth place uh chicago losing points to toronto yesterday at home at home and now orlando really i don't know what i mean hopefully orlando I just, feel, I'm sorry. This is the very first. This is very unusual I'm very conflicted about this yes. because I'm starting to feel sorry for Orlando. I, I actually do I, feel sorry for and Orlando, I, and, I and I don't I'm like not it. Comfortable with no, feeling It's a
2: very uncomfortable <laughs> feeling because we want to laugh at them any chance we get, but it was a really shitty thing that happened. I want them
1: to lose on their own accord. I don't want. I want them to be <laughs> shitty on their own. I don't want. I don't want it to be.
2: You don't want them to not be shitty and get shit yeah, on. Yeah, I
1: don't want them to make not make the playoffs because of refereeing. I want them to not make the playoffs just because they're a shitty team. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. This is so complicated. It's, it's um, like a. The only thing to, to consider here, guys, is that NYCFC has a couple games in hand. Not worried about that so much because um, uh, they're four points behind us. Technically, they, if they win a couple, they, they could pull ahead. But New York Red Bulls, uh, they're the ones to worry about. They got four games, and they're just not losing. I think they now won nine games and nine and two losses, nine and two or something like that. They're,
2: they're insanely good. And, so, and Kaku they... is, I mean, yeah. tearing up. Players. This is
1: going to keep an eye on the New York Red Bulls because this is going to be important when we play them in September. Yeah, I guess we've. Because we will not afford to drop points no. against them. Uh, and so far, we've uh, dropped points against the big players um, like Kansas City and New York Red Bulls and yeah. so forth. So something that we ha- I like have in the think, back of my I'd mind. I'd like to
2: think a lot of those points that we've dropped have also been under circumstances. Oh, well, yeah, we,
1: we've been, right. We've been, we've been Orlando'd. <laughs>
2: we've been Orlando Orlando many times. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so we we've been uh pet rescued yeah. a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our
2: current rank in the supporter shield?
1: Yeah, so uh we are back to number 1. Uh I think we were a couple weeks ago we had uh, we had dropped that that place. Um we're ahead of NYC FC by 4 points. And uh, we're we're on about the same par in terms of points per game yeah. at the moment, so we we recover some of that points per game stature. But we're, we got
2: we got uh, NYCFC coming up close with forty, and FC Dallas at thirty nine, and New York Red Bulls at thirty eight.
1: Yeah, yeah. At least we don't have to play NYCFC again.
2: Yeah, so, and, or or Dallas.
1: Yeah, unless it's in the MLS Cup
0: final.
2: Oh God. <laughs> um, uh, what
1: about uh, Kelly the the CCL race?
2: So the CCL race, we are also back to the top. Uh, I knew I know. I, I think a few games ago, we also were behind New York City. But Atlanta United is once again first in the 2019 CCL berth. Uh, we are at 99. Thir- 99- points total uh nycfc super close behind us at 97 and then the new york red bulls uh is third right now with 88 and can
1: i say uh, back to the Sport shield thank you houston i never thought i'd say that for drawing and uh almost beating uh fc dallas oh yeah that's right uh, cause they because they
2: had their their derby right yeah
1: it was super important that fc dallas dropped points um because they uh, were up until this latest stats. They were the ones that were were clinging, uh I think they pulled ahead at one point. Uh, I believe they did. Yeah, yeah, last week. So, yeah, very good, Houston. Keep Thank it up. Thank you. Keep
2: it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please, every every team from now forward, uh, whoever's playing Dallas, I will be rooting for them uh, <laughs> during those MLS match weeks.
2: Ah, uh, Dallas.
1: Uh, but as we know they lost Diaz so you know who knows yeah. and they this is they were they were in this kind of position last year and they're kind of being really quiet this time because they fell out of the you know basically fell out of the playoffs They um, did uh, uh, because they just lost so many consecutive games at the end of the season. So who knows? This It'll is be MLS. Interesting. Be we interesting. don't know what's going to happen.
2: I feel like this this, this race for the Cup this year is going to be a little bit more contentious than it was last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. At least, yeah, especially in the Eastern Conference. So guys, we are going to take a break and we're going to get back yes, with some... Yes, I need some, more hummus. <laughs> we've got uh, the graphic lineup review for Seattle uh, and uh, we'll hit that after the break. We'll see you then. You guys.
2: You guys.
1: Do you like beer?
2: Uh yes.
1: Well, I know Kelly likes beer. <laughs> Do you like breweries?
2: Uh yes.
1: Well, I mean, duh. Right, right. If you like beer, you have to like breweries. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's the, they go together. <laughs>
1: well, they we have an awesome, awesome promotion for you guys. The,
2: the sickest promotion, we guys. Have the par- sickest. We
1: have partnered with the Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta's only hop-on, hop-off brewery shuttle service. The only
2: one. There is literally no other. Shuttle I mean, there
1: might be a, uh, a guy like an Uber driver that say he could drive you places, yeah, but uh, it's
2: know, kind of you want to get in that car? <laughs> it
1: Gets kind of expensive. <laughs> it does. It could smell I mean, like cigarettes. You, you don't know. Yeah, I yeah,
2: know, but when you when you really consider it, you're you're, you're riding between seven breweries, one cidery, a distillery, and even a MARTA station for only $15 if you try to do that with an Uber or a Lyft I mean you're paying almost $100 yeah, for the and it's
1: not advisable to try and do it yourself because if you are by yourself that means you're drinking Yeah, you don't want to be drinking and driving if you're no. with a friend you don't want to put that friend in the spot yeah
2: don't and draw, do that. you
1: don't want to draw straws and figure out okay well now who only gets to to not drink at the rest of the breweries obviously Doug right. Doug, Doug
2: has to Doug's always a yeah. Doug
1: and Ben screw that Ben, ben guy yeah. but guys. uh, yeah I mean come on guys avoid the expensive uh, uh, Uber and Lyft rides avoid yeah. you know driving having, or and, having to
2: find the places on a map with or like ways yeah
1: and, you know take all the work out of any it that. take all the work out of it
2: you could basically sit in the bus and just tweet the entire time yeah.
1: get on the bus or
2: post selfies
1: like kelly said yeah they go to seven breweries seven one breweries. cidery and a distillery and even a marta station for only 15 a day guys. not only
2: that but you also get to hang out on the bus with the beer nerds like they have guys on the bus telling you all you want to know about every brewery you're about to go to the beers that they're serving and even new things that got coming out i mean who doesn't want to know that
1: sit back relax enjoy whatever music the driver puts on maybe you'll learn some new songs okay get to know a beer nerd get all the knowledge ahead of time before you get to the brewery so you don't have to worry about it you can just just get off the bus Start drinking.
2: That's what this whole thing is. You don't have for. to get
1: off the bus like some of these other tours and have to deal with some guy giving you the tour and the rundown. You already know. You just get the highlights, you get to know what's new. Maybe you've been to some of these breweries before. Yeah. You could just it's don't like worry a, about it's it.
2: It's like a fast pass. Absolutely. For like, for like all those amusement parks. So why is this a big beer. deal?
1: Why is this a big deal, guys? Because unrelegated yeah. listeners like you get five dollars off daily five passes. dollars
2: off? Dude, with, that's Yeah. That's one third the price. That's
1: a third of the price. And all you have to do is use our promo code UNREL. That's U
2: N R E L. On rel.
1: You got it. Unrel. I mean yes. it's easy to spell. And yeah. it rhymes.
2: Yeah, and it rhymes. <laughs> and the offer is good for Fridays or Sundays only. And there's, you know, a limit one per person. That's I mean, that's standard. I mean guys, it's only weekend. fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. So you're
1: taking five dollars off of that. You yeah. know, sure. You can't you, you can't go on a on a Friday and then use it on that same Sunday. Yeah. cool. you can't cool. combine
2: it with other offers, but that's typical. You should be
1: getting all the yeah. breweries in
2: on that one day anyways. Yeah.
1: So it shouldn't matter. You're going to
2: pound it for one day. (laughs) Straight pounding. So let's (laughs) recap
1: it. No Uber, no Lyft rides. It's only $15 per day. Beer but, nerds! But if you use the code UNREL, yeah. it's only $10. It's
2: only $10, guys. That's insane. So that is insane. go
1: to the website, pick a Friday or a Sunday, use the code, get your discount. Yeah. It's Atlanta Beer Bus, guys.
2: ATL Beer Bus. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at ATL atlbeerbus. And you can find it at atlantabeerbus.com for more information, guys. Atlanta Beer Bus. Create your own your
1: adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it.
0: And we're back.
2: I bet <laughs> all the hummus. It was so
0: delicious. <laughs>
1: Oh man! I'm pretty so, yeah. sure I
2: still have garlic on my breath
1: right we, now. We appreciate uh, ATL Beer Bus, guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a great sponsor! So
2: amazing people. Awesome, Love them. awesome.
1: Don't miss out on that, um, guys. It's time for our very serious expert pre-match lineup very graphic serious. review. serious. And we've got Seattle Sounders FC this week.
2: Yeah. So it's really interesting with the Seattle Sounders because um, when I went to go look up their graphic review, I was like, oh. Shit, this is really different. So they're actually changing their whole shtick, which is kind of cool. Like they're changing their logo. Their
1: Twitter logos yeah. changed. They've but been I, changing yeah, to this more uh retroish sort of look. Retro-ish, sea green.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it was and it, teal. I think in, in in everything, the the teal background is really kind of cool looking. It almost looks like a, a mesh teal background in the back. And, and, like behind all the players, but you know they've got the standard. They've got the soccer pitch outline. They've got all the players in the formation. They've got their name underneath them in a white bar with the number that they are, and then the um their name. And then they've got the players in their cutout, and they're sort of there. And they've got the C, and they've got the subs. And it's where very straightforward. It's just a uh,
1: straight up. Yeah, like you know how some groups will do that. The, we've seen kind of two different methods, right? We'll right. see this long landscape, right? Wide view where they cut it. Well, they cut it in half, and the pitches on thirds, one side, yeah. or and then and then the names on the other, right? Um, or it's uh, just a, more of a just simple names, square, yeah. and it's just names, and this one is just the pitch. Yeah. And it's got everything clearly, like no different fonts for the name and the numbers. Nope. It's pretty much all the same. I mean, it's some italics for the numbers. Mm-hmm. But the numbers are in bold. The names are, are clearly visible. The players are clearly visible. The
2: color scheme is very, very uh, calm. and re- subtle. Yeah, yeah, it's very subtle. It, it's, it, it, I, I look at this and I almost get relaxed. Like I'm at the beach and there are waves. Oh my God, we should do a podcast at the beach. Oh, <laughs> 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 road trip.
1: So when it really comes down to it, and this is gonna be a very short one I think because it's got the the, who they're playing, like you said. It's got the date and the time and where it's being played. It's got it's got every
2: information you need.
1: All the television stations you can watch, where you can listen. Yeah. And then the subs in the bottom. It's very
2: relaxing. Very Do you see how relaxed we are? Very chill. We're you looking know. at it. We're just very relaxed. So that way, whenever they come out with an insane lineup, you'll just you'll, you'll be very relaxed about it.
1: Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, that's dim- interesting.
2: Uh, I'm so relaxed by it that I'm gonna give it four four point five wine bottles.
1: Four point five. I give this five pizzas, guys. <gasps> this is my first five star rating.
2: This, what this
1: graphic is pretty much everything you could ask for i mean maybe i could nitpick on maybe the font size but i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna give it the, i am gonna all. get
2: nitpicky and which is why i went to yeah. a point 4.5 yeah. so in the background you can obviously tell that the graphic is uh tiled mm. and it pisses me off a little what do you mean it? by tiled? So whenever you have a photo that's tiled, you can either have it full to the frame, you can have it stretched, or you can have it tiled where it's picture by picture by picture by picture. So you can obviously tell that there is a demarcation between each photo, like each the, the actual texture on the back of the, the photo. Oh, there's a demarcation the lines? Line. Yeah.
1: Oh, I see. Gotcha. So
2: that's why it's a 4.5 for I me. I don't think
1: you would see that on your phone, but yeah, you can see it on the laptop. So yeah,
2: that's that's why it's four point five. But otherwise, it. it's very, very, very nice to look at.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, and here Seattle fans say that Atlanta fans are all angry about yeah, Seattle. Yeah. It's
2: We're very like, relaxed relax, doing Rose. this. Yeah.
1: relax. We get it that you we invented arrogance. I get it. All right. So. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Who we playing?
1: Oh my gosh.
2: Who are we playing?
1: Canada.
2: Canada. Oh Canada.
1: Yeah, I mean Montreal. Love
2: that I love. Oh, that's Canada, right? That's the song. That's, yeah. Okay.
1: And then I don't know if they do something uh, different for for French uh, Canadians or or no. what, but
2: no, it's uh, just it's Canada in general.
1: Yeah, we play Montreal
2: mm-hmm, on the twenty eighth.
1: Mm-hmm, Yep. And they are fifth in the Eastern Conference. Is that what's going on? They
2: are fifth in the Eastern Conference. Their um their standings right now is that they are at nine wins. One draw, which I'm actually going to talk about because it's very interesting. And then they're at 12 losses, which is kind of crazy. But, you know. Yeah. It, it's the Eastern Conference has been a real race this They've been this warming year. up a little yeah. bit
1: though and um Piotti's back I believe from from injury or or yeah, something. Yeah, he came
2: off the bench uh during the Portland Timbers game yeah, and I made a real difference and I, I don't, know, I don't why. know why he wasn't starting. But. Yeah. But so Montreal has used a lot of formations this year and and we're going to talk really quickly about this but they clearly favor a 433. Um they actually just drew with the Timbers on the road, 2-2, to which um, they were ahead most they of the game. They should have won that game. They should have won, and the uh, Timbers yeah, came back. Yeah, but Bush,
1: their goalkeeper, yeah. made some howlers, and uh, ultimately uh, Portland was able to secure the yeah, point. Yeah, but let's,
2: let's talk about how the run that they're on because they're in a run of good form. They uh, have been doing seven... Uh, two oh they put that in a weird formation so it's technically t- t- seven zero two and their last nine and collecting six clean sheets in the process before they're tied against so they've won t-
1: seven games and uh lost two yes out of their uh, last nine yeah and they were yeah. actually
2: the only team in 2018 before this draw against September's that had not drawn one game
1: yeah, that's a little weird. and uh, Isn't that insane? But yes, now they've they've uh, they ruined that streak yesterday. They've ruined it yesterday,
2: <laughs> which is why they won. So, so I thought that was a really interesting fact. Um, what's also really interesting going up to the game that we play against them on the 28th is that they actually have a midweek game.
1: We're going to start playing a lot of teams that, uh, if you notice in the table, there are a number of teams that uh, have games in hand. Yeah. And what that means is I think we're going to see more... Uh, we may end up playing more teams that have had a midweek game, which mm-hmm. is to our benefit. Right. Um, and this is going to be one of those, uh, because they I'm have all a, for it. Yeah. They have a derby match versus Vancouver white caps. Yeah. And
2: it's a huge one because this is, this is in Vancouver for the Canadian championship.
1: So yeah, they're going to start everybody. I'm yeah. sure. And, uh, which means that they probably, you know, it's not be a situation where they're resting many players. Um, they'll,
2: they'll have to rest players or they'll have to rotate.
1: Maybe, maybe yeah, not. Maybe. I mean, we've, we we the same, you know, basically in Dallas and then Philly. We played That's the true. same lineup. That's true. And but we were able tired to tired for Philly, are tired so. Legs, so yeah.
2: Maybe we'll see. You know, maybe some late goal scored or something.
1: And we always talk about this whenever we talk about Montreal as um, Piotti.
2: Ah, uh, you can't, you can't not talk about. Piotti. I feel a little
1: nervous because I feel like the last few times he has never really done anything against us.
2: Oh, you feel like this is gonna be like his opening, and like, that makes me nervous
1: because statistically, oh right? Because statistically, you think. At some point, after like three or four games over the last two seasons,
2: I would say yes, but this is also <laughs> I'm going to compare to Miguel Almaron, and you would think it would be yeah. the same thing, but it doesn't.
1: Yeah. So it, it depends how close. It depends if he gets within a foot of the goal. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do
2: not let Piotti within a foot of the goal. He's do so tricky. Um, God, he's such a good player.
1: Yeah. So and we know. Uh, we know. You know. Luckily, um, uh, when we when we play him, uh, he has not been able to. Uh, I don't think he's scored against us I just, since we've played Montreal. I'd have to double check that, yeah. but I don't think so.
2: I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if you're correct, yeah. but it sounds right. <laughs> it sounds right. I'm
1: just going to go with <laughs> it. We're just going with it. Whatever. So,
2: so their weaknesses really – I mean, like they're, defensively, they've been hit with a bunch of injuries this season, um, and they're just about coming back to full form. Um, and – So that's going to obviously be a test for us to see how well we can attack that back line. But also in the attack for Montreal, um, despite having players like Silva and uh, Tater step up with Piatti, uh, they sort of have had a, a lack of a dominating forward
1: yeah they lack some creativity. Uh, they rely heavily on the individual creativity of Piotti mm-hmm. and um, you know some incisive play from him and um, the other gentleman that came on I forget yesterday uh, that came on uh, i can 't pronounce
2: time. his name, so i 'm not uh, going to try
1: uh, but either way uh, it's it 's a team that we should be able to beat on paper yes on um, paper but Correct. have that individual creativity. That if uh, we lose focus, make a mistake, give the ball away in our own half at the wrong time, they can punish us just like we saw with DC United. Right. Uh, you give Areola uh, an opportunity. Uh, do give P. P. to space. pass it to whatever the guy's yeah. name is, Zoltan or
2: whatever. Yeah. We, we we gave Areola space, and that 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 obviously hurt us in the yeah. long run. So we don't need to do that. But what's also interesting is that one of their defenders has actually just. Uh, been transferred to Chicago.
1: Yeah, he wasn't getting much play time with Montreal and Chicago. <laughs> uh, he uh, got traded to Chicago for $400,000. We're, yeah, we're talking about Raheem 10.
2: Edwards. He was traded to Chicago.
1: So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but, I mean, it's not like they're losing a big player, like somebody they were starting on a regular basis right. or things like that. So that's not going to have really an impact on on when we play them. If anything, it's really going to be that midweek game yeah. and the health of Piotti yeah. um, and our ability to stay focused and stay sharp. You know. So one
2: of the things that I would maybe suggest doing um, is maybe checking out that midweek game see how Montreal performs see what we could possibly going up against
1: yeah so when it gets close to the match we'll tweet out our score predictions yeah um, uh, you know a day or two before the game and as usual you could always chime in on those on Instagram Facebook and Twitter yeah and just as a
2: as a note to everybody MLS all-star week is coming up there are a bunch of huge events that are going to be coming um, into your Twitter feeds and notifications and all that stuff if you haven't already been getting it. But the 28th, the day that we actually play Montreal, there is a block party on the Beltline at the uh, historic Fourth Ward Skate Park. That's going to be going on from about noon till around 7 and then starting around 7 30 which is when the Montreal game is there's gonna be a huge massive watch party there with the DJ and there's gonna be some fun uh Atlanta United geared activities that will also be taking place um some celebrities will be stopping by there's gonna be a huge screen there's gonna be food and drinks it's just gonna be a cool fun hangout for anybody that wants to come and watch Atlanta United under the open uh sun sky whatever hopefully it doesn't rain, but. Yeah, I mean, what a cool environment to get to sort of do like a lawn watch party for the game. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll be going to the first. Uh, um, uh, I think the first block party is that's on the Saturday. Is that yeah, it's yeah. Saturday? And then uh, I'll be going to. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that's. I know. I know some people are going to Men and Blazers. Um, let,
2: if, let, let me also not yeah. forget the concert that's on the 29th. So right. you can. Yeah, sign up for the concert with the MLS app, but just know that it is first come, first serve. But that's going to be a huge performance, it's a free performance by 2 Chains. Yeah, so.
1: I, won't, I won't be at that one, but that one's going to be dope, and I'm sure they will fill up quick. So um, Make that, sure to get there early, Yeah, guys. get there Lyft early. Lyft and
2: Uber, please. Lyft and Uber. Do not try to park. Absolutely. This is coming from somebody that's trying to work this event. Do not try to park. <laughs> on
1: that Monday, the 30th, uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Huge. I will be going, uh, Kelly. I think you're joining me. Yeah. At the Cooligans, I'm so
2: excited World Cup
1: comedy tour with the Total Soccer Show.
2: Yes. Uh, at I finally get to meet them.
1: Go to uh, punchline.com. Uh, you can buy your tickets there. They're like twenty bucks. Um, and uh, join us Uh, I think there was already like 20 or 30 people that signed up uh, when just yesterday so uh, the link just opened up late notice I know um, there were some issues with that Um, it was uh, it was all on the comedy club I don't know why they didn't open the the link sooner but now it's available so that's at 7.30pm on Monday Mm -hmm. July 30th and then uh, you'll be hearing about some things that are going on afterwards that same night so whether you go to the Cooligans or Men in Blazers there might be an opportunity to do some extra fun stuff, yep. um, and you'll be seeing us tweet out about that uh, by the time you listen to this, possibly. Yeah, uh, at least by Monday evening, I would. Monday
2: think. Monday evening, yeah. a lot of this information is going to be so by out, by, so by July twenty
1: third. Uh, you'll be you'll be hearing more about that
2: it's going to be exciting guys it's going to be some really fun stuff
1: yeah 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 uh, so don't miss out and then of course uh, we're going to the homegrown game I think I don't know if you're going you might have to do some stuff but I'm going to the homegrown game
2: yeah I'm still in loadout
1: on Tuesday on Tuesday yeah. yeah and so that'll be cool at the training ground Yeah. Uh, and then of course it's the you know that point is the MLS All-Star game so. yep and
2: I will be at the MLS All-Star game and yeah. thankfully I'm, I'm going as a as a viewer and not a worker <laughs>
1: and I believe it's in the works that Jonathan Kalura if you listen to our last podcast owner of the Bug Eaters FC will be yeah. coming down, hopefully, and joining us. And I've got tickets for him, and he'll be tagging along, and I'll get to give him the tour of Atlanta, just like he gave me the tour of Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's so
2: exciting. Very cool. We're I meeting so it. many
1: cool people through this whole process. So, yeah.
2: Love but it. But hey, dun, dun 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 iTunes reviews. Yo,
1: guys, you Yo. listened.
2: You listened, you and did you it. And you gave us feedback. We and, love it. And we love it, and we want more.
1: Yes, give us more iTunes reviews. Ah,
2: we will the read them
1: out. Don't you know that by now? Yeah, ja,
2: do we, it. We,
1: and by the way, um, we'll do
2: anything for them.
1: If you do we'll anything, don't do that. If you put them on and they're you're not from the U.S. Tweet them at us, yeah, to let us know that, or a screenshot of it, because yeah. uh, we can't see it in the iTunes app if you're not in the same country, yeah, correct? Um, and that way we can read out your iTunes review, uh, the screenshot of it that you send to us, DM us, or DMs are open, whatever you want to do, and we'll read that out. Because um, we love all of you. We yes. want to know
2: even if you've got something to say in other countries. We want to know. So what yeah. do we
1: got? What's up first?
2: So the first one was uh, Jay and it's. Cut cut off the thing. What's the full title?
1: I don't know. You sent me a screenshot, and that's what I used.
2: (laughs) Jesus, let me let me pull it up on my phone. (laughs) All
1: right, I'll read the second one while you're doing that. The second one is "They're Pretty Okay" by R.M. Sagini, and we know you, Robin. We love you. Thank you so much. Five stars. Maybe I'm biased because I've been a guest on a couple of times. Grin, but seriously, the most fun ATL UTD podcast I've listened to so far, Aww. Red Heart, Black hearts.
2: We love you.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so I think it's actually just written this way, but it's a five-star review.
1: I think it cuts it off because it's uh, in, in the regular iTunes maybe.
2: Yeah, I, I, I can't. Anyway, Jay and Kelly are better than Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> dot 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 I, I wonder don't know. who this Maybe, Reggie is might been
1: referenced one of our podcasts I can't probably. remember probably
2: I don't know I would uh, I would love this podcast even if I didn't love Jay and Kelly personally uh, I would still enjoy this podcast uh, knowledgeable and irrever- irreverent oh what
1: Very nice. words give Kelly all the words <laughs> give
2: me all the words knowledgeable and irreverent without the broness of most sports pods
1: and that was Akil Shaq MD thank you so much Akil thank you love you long time
2: L- love you long time guys
1: Go to iTunes, give us a review. Give
2: us, give us any review.
1: And uh, we're very needy.
2: And I, you know what? I want to <laughs> test myself. So any of you listeners that have not already done a review, please go on to iTunes and give me a, the longest like riddle that you, like the tongue twister you can find. And I will read it out loud. This is
1: going to be a disaster.
2: And I'll do it while, while I'm drinking wine.
1: Wow. And eating hummus maybe. And
2: eating hummus, <laughs> which is going to be a true test. But I want all of the challenges. Challenge me. Give us iTunes review.
1: Love it. So, what about all this other soccering we've got? Soccering. Um, Atlanta United too uh, had a own, huge point. Yeah. Had their own game, a big road point against uh, the Richmond Kickers. By the way, the Total Soccer Show was at that game. Oh, were they watching? So they got to uh, see for the first time some of the young stars like uh, Lagos Kuna, or K- I just messed his name up again. Kunga. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, and, and 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 also Samuel I believe and, and some of the the guys that are uh, one of the guys that just started um, recently uh, that just joined from the the Academy, uh, Castro. Yep, Castro. He played. So he got his first minutes as well. Either way, uh, big point on the road.
2: And when you think about it, this is like their first game. Um, They've got, I think, eight games on the road back-to-back?
1: Yeah, it's not going to be... Yeah, they got a. They have a lot. They, they have a lot, lot away of games away coming games up. coming Ghost up. Ghosts have talked about it. Yeah,
2: yeah. so it's going to be really important that you know. Well, it, it was really important that they got this point because they yeah, it's a good it way to it. kick it off. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, they play Nashville next in Nashville on Wednesday, uh, July twenty fifth at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. So um, that's just a uh, couple days away as yeah. you listen to this. So. Uh, check it out on, as usual, ESPN Plus.
2: Yep, And you absolutely. can check out for free all yeah. the streams. And Atlanta Silverbacks FC beat the Chicago, uh, sorry. <laughs> 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 words, words. S- sending those tongue twisters. Atlanta, <laughs> or just Atlanta, regular team names. Or just regular team names. Atlanta Silverbacks FC beat uh, favorites Chattanooga FC to become the South. Southeastern Conference Champions in the NPSL but they fell to Miami FC in the playoffs but that's okay yeah, they were, eventually became the NPSL champions. Yeah,
1: they lost to the eventual NPSL champions, who, by the way, that team is well-financed. They came down from NASL after NASL folded. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, they hung in there, though. Uh, they, they played a great game. Um, Georgia Revolution, congratulations to them as well because they uh, made uh, it past the first round of the playoffs against New Orleans Jesters, but fell to Chattanooga before Chattanooga played um, Silverbacks. Uh, this marks their very first playoff win in club history. They're very proud of that.
2: They had a great year this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: congratulations, guys. Um, and also, Tormenta FC, P, P, uh, one of the PDL teams in Georgia, went undefeated. But this is—I'm sorry. This is hilarious. Uh, I learned some new stuff. So I started, like, following—I've uh, always followed Tormenta. But they were undefeated. They became uh, the, the, down, the Deep South uh, division champs uh, or college South. champs. And they went to the playoffs. And they lost to a team from Florida called the Villages. And so I was tweeting, and I was like – I was tweeting because uh, I was watching the, the, the live tweeting because it wasn't a live match shown yeah. on, online. So there right. were, uh, the Tormenta was live tweeting the match, and I saw that it was called The Villages, and I said, that's hilarious. We have to beat them, or Tormenta has to beat them because it sounds like they're playing an over uh, – A retirement over, club. An over 55, yeah. like 55 and over community. Yeah. Well, it turns out – it's actually owned by a retirement community. Oh my god, in you can't Florida, be serious. A doctor who founded the the villages. They also uh it's it's funded by the villages. Uh it is a PDL what? team in Florida. Uh this was the one in the news a few years ago in the New York Times for having a uh epidemic of S T D outbreak. Oh, in the this community. village Yes.
2: That village. Yes. I know that village. Yes.
1: So the Villages, that Villages, oh my uh,
2: God. beat
1: uh, Tormenta 1-0 to move on to the uh, championship round, I guess, in uh, PDL, uh, the PDL championships. And so, yeah, uh, so not only does Orlando, which uh, statistically has, uh, their county has some of the highest uh, rates of STDs, you now have Villages FC, uh, which is known as the STD capital of the retirement community, I guess. Uh.
0: <laughs> that is, ins- this is then That's a PDL team. This so is insane facts. The more you
1: know... <laughs> the more, the more. Only unrelegated on people.
2: Oh, you won't wow. learn any
1: of this other stuff elsewhere. Oh, my I'm gosh. telling you. So, guys, uh, thank you so much. I don't so know much. how to
2: feel about that. <laughs> I really don't.
1: Yeah, I think oh we need to So I maybe we'll start covering some of their stuff uh <laughs> next season, uh, a little more lower league because I've really gotten hooked on this lower league stuff, especially after going to Nebraska and found the Bug Eaters, and especially after our press box podcast with Georgia Revolution and being able to talk to and some Turmenta of the folks. And has from, a
2: whole new stadium, so we should definitely yeah, see Yeah, the and they only
1: uh, they've only been in, the, in playing since 2016 and they had an undefeated season. Yeah. They that were is insane this ridiculous. Year. ridiculous. ridiculous. And it had a great sp- a great discussion on Twitter about Augusta and how d- Augusta's capped out from having uh Due to contractual uh, with PDL, can't have um, a PDL team, uh-huh. uh, but they could have an MPSL team, and and how how uh, uh, that might be something that would be cool to oh, see that's in Augusta. Awesome. So yeah, uh, I mean they if were you are talking
2: go- about there, there's a it's a huge. Um, they've got a lot of soccer teams out there. They got a lot of youth that, like play soccer. Oh, and They're- when you
1: start getting into UPSL, like uh, the buggy the Bug Eaters FC is a UPSL team. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was it was it was just like Nebraska and we're everywhere where there's maybe just a couple NPSL teams in each big wide swath of region. Yeah. No, like Atlanta, DeKalb County alone has like seven UPSL teams. There's a whole uh, Atlanta Caribbean uh, uh, division.
2: I don't. I, that this is, is so Virginia
1: Highlands. And a cab, and like it's a whole. Yeah, like, doesn't
2: Josh play on one of
1: those? I don't know. He plays in ADSL. Okay. So I think it's different. But but either way, uh, there's so much soccer we have yet to even yeah. tap into. Oh my god. That we could start getting into to, into maybe next season and start to get because their leagues are pretty much over at this point. Right. But um, their seasons are over. Sorry. So we could look into some of this stuff next season. If you guys have teams in your area, by the way,
2: that you want us to like stop by and you, hang out with, yeah. That you
1: have friends that play on that yeah. you play on Let that you want to spotlight. Yeah. Let us know. We're really curious about this stuff we want to, to talk about it yeah yeah especially if it's atlanta area
2: for sure absolutely for sure
1: so guys uh we want to uh, remind you that you can go check out the atlanta silverbacks at atlanta silverbacks or at atl silverbacks on twitter
2: and you can follow georgia revolution at georgia revolution and at ga underscore revolution on the twits we want
1: to thank our sponsors uh our
2: sponsors. dave
1: w photography for the images, the caption, this shit stuff was hilarious. So good. Uh, Joseph with the ball, like, looking at the goalkeeper as he's, like, falling back in the net. Yeah. I mean, some of these photographs so, are awesome. So, so Dave awesome. Williamson, thank you so much. Uh, he's been a photographer for the Silverbacks and uh, also donates his time for soccer in the streets. Uh, in addition to taking photographs at Atlanta United home matches, you can yeah. check him out at DaveWilliamsonPhotography.com.
2: And Don the Mock Agency. Guys, we... Are- it's a, it's about to launch. I am so excited. But um he is obviously a creative advertising, graphic design and digital studio on 14th Street. If anybody needs branding, packaging, graphic design or website work, they're the shop for you. you creativity is their specialty. You can find them at www.mocktheagency.com. And, of course, <laughs> our wonderful sponsor, the Atlanta Beer Bus.
1: Yes. Thank you again, ATL Beer Bus, so all much. All the
2: beers. Love you. Love you. So, uh, guys,
1: again, send us some reviews on Twitter. We love you. Uh, you can find us at Unreal ATL on all of the social medias. You can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle on the Twitters.
2: And you can find me at TheKellyFrancis on all the social media platforms.
1: Yeah. yeah, so that's it, man. That's it,
2: we're We done. did a thing. We did a thing. <laughs> we
1: love you guys. Let us know uh, your feedback. Do you like the Away Days series stuff? Should we continue to do it? We have a lot of fun doing it. Um, Kelly was with me in spirit, Nebraska. I was. I
2: was with you in spirit. Running through the
1: cornfields. Yes,
2: uh, <laughs> eating, all, eating all the corn, <laughs> shucking all the corn, running away from the children of the corn. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had I had to think of another corn thing. That was the only thing I could think of. I mean, or it, corn, the 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 group corn with the K, with the K. Oh, I forgot about
1: those guys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Gosh.
1: Well, hey guys, we love you. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side.
2: Hat Trick Heroes.
0: There's a moment in your bones when when the fire takes over. Blood is running, heart is pumping As the battle gets closer They can say what they want now